Jeans is here. How are you, Chris? What's up, bitch? Uh, you know what, man? I'm fine. Worn out from my jog this morning, but I'm excited to podcast with you today. A tough jog? Uh, I wouldn't say a tough jog, but some days are better than others. You know, some girls are bigger than others. Some days are better mm-hmm. than others when it, co- when it comes to exercise. I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely relate. Yesterday was great. Today, mm. Not not so great. <laughs> not is it not not as incredible? <laughs> well, I I I have a I have a personal trainer at the gym now. So when I'm work, working with Anthony, it's a lot different uh, in a good way. Yeah. And today I was just you know sledding around I solo. See. It was it was still hot and sweaty and, and a great workout. But this is what happens. I I, my body wasn't feeling high, bro. This is what this is what happens. It hits different. Hunter can send me a workout. I can follow the directions exactly as he says them. But if he's not there, I don't feel the pump in the same way. Interesting. But I did. I didn't mean to break this bad news to you right before the show. I don't know if you saw my message. I did see your message. It, it was. It hit me, but it didn't hit me super hard. Okay, I'm I, okay. I just. I, I feel like Anita dating murder on the beat, so it's not nice. It might give that. Might mean you have a better chance, actually. Uh, I mean. We, in terms of us both being white? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So he is a little <laughs> more musical and a little more financially stable than I he's am? A, he might be, yeah. He's a little bit more financially stable. Musical? I mean, sure, but let's not <laughs> discount kind of what you're good at and where I, your skills lie. I'm saying lie. They, they can bond over studio life. That's true. More so than than I can with Anita. And also, let's be honest, you know. It's not really going to work out with Anita and I. She lives a, a, her lifestyle is a lot more fast paced compared to mine. I'm, at least nowadays. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I see you going on tour, just kind of hanging out on the bus, podcasting from the lounge. You know what I mean? Hitting catering, <laughs> hitting the the Argentinian barbecue, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Crafty, yeah, yeah, and just kind of watching from the side stage, cheering Bay on, and then you know, just kind of doing it all over again. Believe it or not, I don't. You know, the Brazilians and I haven't tangled a ton Mm -hmm. i don't know if our Mm -hmm. our lifestyles are full of as much color and and excitement as they as they seem to live i mean it does seem like a a rich culture that maybe you have something you could learn and maybe and vice versa of course but i understand that that sometimes the differences like that can can you know push people apart versus bring them together but this is something we'll pray on we'll we'll pray on this for you either way congrats to murder beats murder beats though i i wanted to because i was looking at pictures of murder beats uh which i try not to do Mm -hmm. you know he does something i believe that i'm seeing a little more of and it, it, it brings me back to the to the hardcore days a lot of guys Beard, no mustache. Mm. You know, shaving, not a chin strap necessarily, not like a manicure chin strap, but just like a, I don't like the way the mustache looks, but I'm going to have like a pretty full beard, which is just, let me go ahead and say, absolutely insane. It is, it's insane. It's like wearing shoes with no laces in them. Like you're technically wearing them, but it ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a, but it's a strange, I've noticed it a couple times recently. And I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. And and now I'm seeing it more and more. I don't know. It's much like it's like the like I tweeted earlier about the aloe high crown logo mesh hat making its way onto straight men all across this this beautiful country. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little bit of an eyesore. Yeah, I feel like if you have a chick or you have friends. They would say, "Hey, bro, the whole thing about having a beard is that it includes the mustache." You know, these these celebrity types don't have no people in their camp. So they're just going to say, "Hey, Murder Beats, he keeps be- he keeps buying me lunch and supplying me You're with, right. <laughs> yeah, with apes yeah, like- of mid." So <laughs> 
<laughs> but what I'm saying to you is murder beats is, is merely the face of a larger problem mm. that is that is infiltrated regular society. Right. Yeah, is, for is me, what I'm saying. For me, the beard is simply a catalyst to include the mustache itself. And I only have mm-hmm. a beard mm-hmm. and a mustache because I'm afraid of what I would look like with mustache only. Mustache only is just too shtick. Like, I mean, there's a ha- very small handful of people that can pull it off, and mm-hmm. and it's great when they do. Yeah, um, it's a successful move. But I would, I appreciate you kind of staying away from that. Yeah, because without without the mustache, I really, I I just I be, my face becomes ten times more punchable. That's saying a lot. Yeah, um, uh, the mustache lot. has become my identity. Any source of masculine power that can be <laughs> wrung from my chamois comes from that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And also, we talked earlier a little bit about our friends over at uh, at NASCAR. Kind of, um, <laughs> they're celebrating. They're celebrating Pride. They they didn't change their their handle necessarily, but directly under the NASCAR handle, it says. Yas car with a rainbow emoji hashtag Pride Month. Yeah, they 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 tweeted yes the word yes car in order to promote which is, their which is pr- their Pride <laughs> merch launch that is already on clearance sale. Which is pretty yeah, halfway, it's already in our, halfway through Pride. Jason already. saw it at TJ Maxx yesterday when he was looking for napkin rings. It's crazy, but I I don't know. I, I don't know. You said you said. <laughs> I think NASCAR. I assumed NASCAR would think Twitter is too gay to be on. Yeah, just, which I just, also just the <laughs> just the act of creating a Twitter account and like and setting up a Twitter page. You would assume that NASCAR home office would say that alone is too gay for it's us. Too gay. Let alone to even know what the word "yas" means and how to use that on the internet this ain't your this ain't your grandpappy's nascar jason and that's what i want to i just want to say you guys keep watching your little fruity f1 shit real men we're going to support the gays and watch nascar that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna do um uh i think nascar still is my grandpappy's nascar okay all right they have to do a a diversity (laughs) hire on the social media team to breathe a little That's life right. into it or else someone someone's stepson was going to get mad or something over there at the home office. Because I saw another Yas tweet um, yesterday from Andrews who who mm. claimed claimed that the Ryan Gosling Barbie <laughs> was a Yasification of Ken. It was no, it was the Yasification of Place Beyond the Pines in specific. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I, you know, people are like, it looks bad. It looks good. I don't know. I mean, a movie about a doll that doesn't talk is not something that I am personally <laughs> that interested in, even though Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are involved. Are they really? Yeah, bro. That's Greta Gerwig's. Baumbach is doing Barbie. I'm I'm 90% sure that Greta Gerwig is the director. Okay. Yeah, no, no. That I did know that. I mean... So even if Noah doesn't have a, a, a writing or, or directing credit or anything like that, he's still going to have his hands all over it. Well, you know how it is when Bay comes home from work. You got to talk about it. Some of that seeps into the some of that seeps into the workplace. You know when <laughs> when Gerwig comes home and kicks off her Blundstones. You know in mm-hmm. Brooklyn Heights after a long day of telling Ryan Gosling to keep his heart on in his Ken boxer briefs. <laughs> you know it's a, it's a long it's a long day at the office. Margot Robbie uh, doesn't bring much to the table for me personally, what? but I do think I think friend of the show Hari Neff is in this movie though, which is very cool. That's good. Barbie has a bunch of homies, and they, they <laughs> neither of them speak either. But you know, it, I I agree with your uh, hesitation on how this is going to have 
you know, some narrative and script and story based on plastic toys from our childhood. That's right. Who never spoke or had any mm-hmm. personality whatsoever um, other than perfect plastic bodies with no nipples or genitals. But, you know... Paddington Two, Sonic the Hedgehog. There's a lot of there's a there's a runway. There's a lot of characters. There's a runway. Never, you yeah, know, you're right. I'm saying there is light at the end of the tunnel. I see. There is gold in these them's hills and they them's hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. On that note, Jason Jason got his first they them of the day. Um, we do have a guest today. Uh, legendary guitar player, singer, songwriter, uh, Kurt Vile. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm sure you know his music. Uh, he had a legendary back-to-back run of Smoke Ring from Halo, one of my favorite album titles of all time, and Waking on a Pretty Days. Uh, his new album, Watch My Moves, is in stores now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got more. He's got more hair than any man I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, he's he's got nine siblings. Jesus. Um, I know, I know. It's all it's all very crazy. He was in he was in the War on Drugs, which I somehow didn't know until today, mm-hmm. which is a big miss for me as geriatric rock Twitter would miss. let me know, I'm sure. Luckily I didn't miss any Wilco facts. Don't worry, guys. It's not that crazy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> one of, we learned, I think it was the Parquet Quartz episode, that one of his nine siblings is known as the Jello Man. That's right. Who is a uh, mystical character who travels from mm-hmm. different uh yeah, bumber shoots to yeah, uh, Bonnaroo. From Bonnaroo to Bumbershoot. Bumbershoots to Bonnaroos to Desert Dazes, and he uh, he's known for passing out jello shots. That's right. So, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to cover here. And yeah, I was listening to Kurt's new record this morning. It's it's very nice. So let's give him a buzz. Uh, yeah, let's let's tap in with, with Kurt. Hey Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance located near you maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose i use zocdoc and you should too go to zocdoc.com slash how long and download zocdoc for free then find and book a top-rated doctor today that's z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by neutrophil as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair. With considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step 
to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raph on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long? That's neutral. Dot com promo code how long? The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language. The second best way, and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make twenty twenty four the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so and they have a very unique language and I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. It's funny when you're a musician, it's a, it's a pain in the butt to like turn on an interface and record to Pro Tools and things like that because it reminds you of like, well, you have to do all the time anyway, you know. For listeners at home, when you said it reminds you of like, and then you kind of mimed like a traumatized <laughs> child or yeah. a, an animal that's been abused or something like that. Like, oh no, I got to do this thing that I love again. I haven't, no, I haven't turned on Pro Tools myself lately. I mean. Oh, he's, he's uh, popping now. You're too, people you're, turn yeah, it you're, on. you're too big for that shit. I, I like the idea of maybe your wife pranking you, like turning on Netflix for the night and all of a sudden it's the Pro Tools interface on the TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a good. Take it off. I think that's a, I think that's a good idea. You know, it's it's similar. You hear you hear chefs talking about like, oh, I go home and I, all I want to do is make a peanut butter and jelly. I don't want to fucking pull out the sushi knife and start chopping shallots and shit all day. That's it. <laughs> so so Kurt, it looks like you're joint. We're we're joining you from the study of a fine tenured university where you are the professor at, and there's also a carousel horse yeah, behind you. I think Full my wife is the professor here. Yeah, and the horse that's mine. Okay. <laughs> I, I gotta say, it's a very impressive background. Yeah, this is this is top and it tier. It looks like you're doing you're doing something good over there in Pennsylvania. This this over here was used against me. I, I did one of those podcasts called uh hollywood handbook you know that thing we, yeah. we've, we've also yeah. done hollywood handbook and hayes has been a guest on the show they got me good they got they got you good in what way you know maybe this is supposed to be a secret or something <laughs> at least in the podcast but that the description was oh they're supposed to be just some hollywood assholes and just play along sure uh-huh. so i did so i did play along but i didn't know nobody told me they'd be hollywood assholes to me you know? <laughs> <laughs> that is a difference. That's a kind of important fact to leave out. So, so they were like just dissecting my lyrics and using them against me. And then they used at the very end, they were like, what's that up there? And I was like, that's the Oxford English Dictionary. And they're like, 
well, maybe you ought to use that next time you try to write some songs. Bye. And then they hung up on me. Really? Yeah. And at one time, I, cause I, I said, shut up at one point. Cause <laughs> the character, the characters were so mean that I was just mm-hmm. like, I was just trying to play along, but don't get me wrong. I'm glad I met them. They, they were nice before and after, but still, <laughs> I, I don't know. It took me a, two days to recover. Yeah. Two days. You were kind of plotting your revenge. Maybe <laughs> not maybe. even, I'm just like, like my, my stomach hurt. I, was my, I felt like my feelings. My feelings were hurt. That's tough. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. I mean, we we did we did it, and I we know Hayes. Hayes had done one of the co-hosts. Hayes had done our podcast, and it, it's it's interesting when you know like you we know someone, and obviously we had talked to him for an hour, and and Jason. I mean, you'd had dinner with him and shit, mm-hmm. but then you get on you get on the same thing, and it's like, oh, we don't know you at all. Yeah, like this is like and. As as you are a musician and not an actor, we are also not actors, so it's a little bit uh, it's it's a little bit of a strange curveball. If I ever did it again, I'd just be like, "Yeah, agree with everything they said." Like, "Oh yeah, you're absolutely right," you know, because like the more you try to mm-hmm. like go against what they're saying, like yeah, the more you pay for it. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> don't feed those trolls. Yeah, don't don't feed the trolls, Kurt. Don't feed the trolls. That said, I, they were nice guys in the in the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Just really mean in the middle. I like that. That's a, that's a great description. They, they'd probably love that. That's like your jacket quote for their podcast. If it was a book. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they can they could use that quote. Where, so are you in are you in Pennsylvania? I am in Philly right now at home, and I just finished a long. Our first tour of the album was six weeks long, and lots of preparation before then. But yeah, so now I'm chilling at home. It's still a kind of a hectic week, downtime, but... Uh, preparation pre- preparation meaning musically or mentally uh, and physically? Were you doing kind of squats and stuff to get ready for the stage? Or I was uh, rehearsing. I, I was for a while doing yoga every day to like be on that early schedule, like do a bunch of videos, etc. And then once you go out on the road, you bring your yoga mat and you say you're going to do all these things and it, sure. it goes out the window. So now That's I'm right. more of my normal stuff. I haven't done it since I've been on gotten back from tour you know like i'm back i'm back on my regular shit not doing anything it's amazing i love being home i do yeah whenever we're traveling to do our live podcasting shows you know that's sort of when i break down and become a little more fragile on the road you know on the airplane that's when the yoga starts slacking off i start eating a lot of pretzels and almonds and (laughs) drink you know day drinking for no reason and just (laughs) Letting it go. Uh, almonds. You know? that, it could be worse than almonds. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he. It, you, it could be worse. He's being nice. It's it's usually more of a potato chip. I sit right next to the guy. Yeah, I yeah. kind of see his. In, I see his intake. You know what I mean? Heard that. The plain the plain potato chip hits really nicely. Thirty thousand feet over Tulsa, though. It, it you don't even need a dip. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you guys in Tulsa, or was that was? Was that random? No, 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 no. Hell, this hell, no. Random. We're we're a Hollywood we're Hollywood assholes. Okay, we're, yeah. we're in L.A. Cool. We're just talking about a, a stereotypical Delta routing. That's all. What is your go-to if they offer you pretzels or almonds? What are you doing on the plane? Honestly, these days life is so weird. I try not to eat at all on the plane. You smart, know? <laughs> smart. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> when you say life is so weird nowadays, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, exactly? the obvious. Well, obviously the COVID thing. Mm. But also, even I don't know, man. It's all so confusing. But I'll tell you what, it's funny. Once I finally got back on a plane, you know, to record in LA, in the past, I've written songs about like being afraid to fly. In the past, I would have to do all these things to fly. And I 
I had my backup anxiety medicines, but when I finally actually got on the plane, I was like, man, this is, these are the meds. I'm just going to sit in this chair and fly. It's like all of a sudden, it's like the ultimate value. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just You said the ultimate value or valium? Valium. 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 <laughs> you can't spell valium without yum. That's right. <laughs> yeah, valium. Yeah, and it, uh, yeah, that's how I felt about it for a long time, you know. <laughs> it was delicious. Now, what do you what do you think your has your has your flying anxiety? Is that like since childhood, or is that something that developed when you started having to do it more often? I think it developed when I had to do it more often, and I think I pretty much know now. It's got to do with yeah, traveling a lot, but also phones. Like everybody, especially when you go on a road with a bunch of dudes, or all kinds of events, you know that everything is scary, but. It, even like in Trumpian times, it was just like heart, your heart races all the time, you know. So like th- I think that combined with just being in the air and a little turbulence. Yeah. It doesn't feel like just – let's just say it doesn't feel like just a plane's going to crash. It feels like the universe is just going to explode. Sure, sure, sure. I mean what is your relationship to your cell phone then? It sounds like it's fraught. <laughs> I got to keep it in check. I, I like – Keep it away from me. You do have the brand new iPhone, though. It must be a nice little unit. It is a nice unit, and I gotta say, it sounds great. And I, I you know, things are moving along here. I, I, I do. I feel like crap after I am on the phone all day. But sometimes I do it, you know. I feel like you, you seem, you seem like the kind of guy yeah. who has a health, healthy relationship with their phone, and they're able to put it down. I mean, yeah, yeah sometimes I gotta hide it. Well, I just feel like you're in a position where, you know, for the most part, you got people doing the phone stuff for you. Let's say, you know what I mean? Like the manager, the PR, you know what I mean? They do the bullshit. That is true, but I'll tell you what, because I don't want to say it's not true, because if they heard it, they would be so insulted because it is true. But man, I got I got to be on that phone They're listening. and emailing way more than you would think. And then if, if you step back, you would go, oh yeah, no, of course, you're right, because that's everyone. <laughs> I mean, we all do a lot of sitting around, but I just think, you know, I've, I do this thing. I have a nice trick for myself where I use the computer more, which makes me feel better than the phone, even though it's basically <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. I would suggest trying something like a little trick, maybe. Mm, if, that, yeah, maybe like having a porn addiction, but you only look at magazines. You're not using mm-hmm. the internet, something like that. And that's yeah. a good way to justify it. Yeah, uh, I feel that. <laughs> You're an analog guy. You feel that, you Kurt? You feel that? Okay. You could take you could take it analog. So when you when you <laughs> when you hide your phone, do you do you hide it yourself? Do you give it to one of your kids? Do you give it? Do you have a lockbox? <laughs> like what do you do I to just, get rid of it? No, I put it. You know, I put it in a, a drawer. Okay. Okay. Somewhere far away. So so you know where it is, but you try to enter a different room to kind of create some separation. Of course. Okay. Chris, when's the last time you hid your phone? I've never done that in my entire life. Yeah, I I, I feel one. I get. I feel the stress after a while, but I also just feel physically shit crappy from it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the repetition, like it's almost like some kind of water torch. Like when you know when you touch the same spot a mm-hmm. hundred times, a mm-hmm. hundred million times. That right, <laughs> it's it's like the opposite of of finger picking. You're like, all right, I'm gonna every time I do this, a beautiful tone is produced, and I get a little bit better at finger picking. This is all good, but every time. You refresh that explore page on Instagram. Yeah. You know, your body starts to tense. Your brain starts to die. You know, nothing good comes of it. Yeah. All that is to say you're very good at finger picking. Thanks. <laughs> I'm also good at uh, 
Instagram. <laughs> you're yeah you're good at instagram the twitter needs a little work i'd like to see a little more of you in the tweets yeah i don't do the twitter that's management yeah what is the well don't it's you all good bro do you have are you suffering from some carpal tunnel from all the guitar playing and is that that could affect your phone use you know what i mean we got to kind of prioritize i was uh, but I feel like I literally feel like it's more phone. Really, it's, I'm feeling pretty good right now, though. As long as I just, I just gotta keep it in check. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. So, so, Kurt, you you are like a you're kind of like a family man. You like being at home, but you do have a family. So, how often are you at your home alone? Oh, at my home alone, kind of rarely. But I have, you know, I have my studio. Uh, I could work in and mm. I used to stay up later and sometimes I still do but I, I find I feel better waking up early instead not going to bed quite as late as I used to but when I used to stay up late that was a big reason because I'd be basically alone just in my own world reading and playing guitar but they, mm-hmm. the family have their activities so there's moments uh, I'm alone and I have different places i can work yeah it was just it's just fascinating to me because like uh, as a traveling musician you spend a lot of time in hotel rooms alone but i feel like the home you know like the being in your own house with nobody around and then you're like you almost forget they're like oh my god i'm home alone yeah i can do i can do anything and then you're like oh i can't wait to do absolutely nothing so i want to (laughs) know when you're home alone the wife and kids are gone you know, maybe we close the blinds a little bit. I want to know what Vile's up to in the crib solo time. Man, that's a beautiful thing. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about jacking off. Yeah, yeah. Know, like, <laughs> are we are we doing a fridge clean? Yeah, I do all. I do all that stuff. It really depends because I don't know. These days, even when I'm home, I seem to be kept pretty busy. So once there's like one thing to do, something like this, it sort of makes <laughs> me. A, move around like a bobblehead the rest of the day like a pinball machine anyway and but if if it's just total chill time total chill time yeah i love to sit around and just read a book and listen to jazz records but i do that when the family's around anyway that's the beauty like if the kids are homeschooled that mm-hmm. it's always the same sort of it, it depends you know I could, if i'm obsessed with a certain tv show or something i'll be watching it if i have a, a moment to do that but i just like anybody else, really. I love the idea of, of, <laughs> of, so are you dropping the kids off at school and stuff when you're home? Because I really like the idea of you kind of socializing with other parents. Are you saying they're homeschooled completely? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, they're homeschooled, but they do go to some yeah. other kids who are homeschooled. Once a week, they, they go to this thing called Natural Creativity Center, and that's really cool. You fit in too much there. I'm talking about some some straight lay shit. I'm talking about you. you yeah, know what I, I, mean? I definitely don't like it. I definitely don't like that. <laughs> I, de- at first, I'm shy at first in general, so I hate talking to people at first. Yeah, I think it's this common knowledge. I'll be nice about it, but I'll be like, hi, and then I'll just... Sure. Uh, some people, sure. Some people might think I'm a dick. Don't love a first impression. Yeah, yeah I could... I, that's a, that's part of my power, <laughs> is that I don't care. Like, I don't I don't care. You know, you can... Mm-hmm. I'm that shy and, and maybe that in my own world that mm-hmm. I'm going to just say a quick hi. Maybe not likely to be eye contact, maybe, but then I'm gone. So if you think of a dick... <laughs> I'm not trying to be, but I also don't care if you think I am. This, and I feel like, <laughs> and also, you know, now that we now that we just kind of turn forty, I think once you hit that milestone, 
then the not caring really kind of kicks in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then your yeah. your kind of desire to let the world know that you don't care is like an extra bonus layer of freedom that, that is really fun to just say, like, I don't care. Yeah, it's a, it's a power for sure. It's even like, I feel like it's where I'm at in my music. I like I feel real confident. I, I've been around a while and I know it's good. And I know that I got this thing I can tap to, tap into that others can't. And I know I got contemporaries who have records out that are more successful than me. <laughs> and I know that I have certain review, like Pitchfork or something, which I appreciate their rev- reviews, but they try to tell me about my music and like, almost like they're like, shame on you. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care because like, I know it's great and I know mm-hmm. I'm a great songwriter and you don't know what you're talking about you listen to this album once or you know or, or this band sounds too you know did some trick to sound commercial you know so i don't care <laughs> <laughs> damn bro that's look i mean that's the best way to live i mean i do think that comes with age and experience like you said you've been around a while and you know that that stuff like kind of matters but at the end of the day when you've got like fans and you feel good like you're kind of good like it doesn't really like it, it's not going to affect the bottom yeah, line you're you're here to please yourself for first and foremost yeah sometimes i get pissed though <laughs> sure sure <laughs> i mean we every we we haven't spoken to a musician on this podcast who hasn't had some ill will against a pitchfork rider you know what i mean yeah but i want to say i'm grateful yeah of also. course of a place course. like pitchfork is interesting because i feel like they've been very nice to you over the years they have they have I'm grateful for Pitchfork, but I, whatever, I'm just, I'm 42 years old. I've been doing this a long time. I, I paved the way for a lot of these bands that are young, maybe a little younger and, and uh, or not, maybe not necessarily, but I still paved the way a certain way for a certain style. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, this is it. Uh, this is the one, you know, and then it, <laughs> it's still sort of lukewarm, but I, but I know it's great. <laughs> I don't care if the reviews don't say it, I still, I still did win. <laughs> no you did i i agree i mean you know being a a you know well-liked successful musician is is the win that's that's something that a lot of people don't get to, to get to do you know what i mean so fuck it i mean you're right beatles wrote a lot of bad songs too you know what i mean they're doing just fine they're doing just, yeah, they're doing just fine we um on this on this podcast we talk a lot about um with musicians about syncs about big money they got for licensing a song. Oh. So how'd you pay how'd you pay for this house, Kirk? Or big money they lost. Or big money they lost. Did you turn down something you should have done? That only reminds me of the one time early on and I wasn't as conscious about politics because I wasn't paying attention because I was just trying to keep it all, you know, afloat. But I, I just agreed to a Bank of America commercial and and uh, wasn't thinking about it. Uh, this was back in 2011, I guess. Okay. So after the financial crash, <laughs> B of A was crawling back. No, I was just—I just got a lot of flack for that. I got like. Did uh, you really? I got called out. Who was it? I can't remember who it was. The dude from that band, Titus Andronic. It was like. Oh yeah, he would do. Occupy that. Wall care. Street. It was all Occupy oh, no, Wall Street dude. times. <laughs> and I was like, I—that I, was literally. When I think I heard about it, all of a sudden I was like, "What's that?" And at the time, you're like, "I'm doing this commercial so I could keep occupying my house." Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, really, yeah. I got more important things to work. So about. how much how much did Bank of America give you for that song? It wasn't even that much money. It wasn't even that much money then. I don't remember, but it wasn't twelve five, something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but but I wouldn't do that. It was in the high two figures. I definitely wouldn't do that today, you know, but mm-hmm, I, th- mm-hmm. I don't regret doing it. But I, you got to watch it, man. There's all this there's so much corruption everywhere. I can't even keep up anymore. I, I don't even want to, but I have to. Mm-hmm. I don't, so, so, so I can't tell you exact figures I've gotten That's either. Because you know? I'm corrupt too. <laughs> you um did you you also did a, a little songwriting with uh pop sensation kesha is that true well i really had fun working with her i i think she's amazing and that was not a that was not a slight or a diss kesha is is cool in our book yeah no i she wrote my manager out of the blue or her manager you know mm-hmm. and said she wanted to write songs with me i think she does it with a lot of people but i it was perfect timing because it was pandemic and I was like, I needed that boost. I was like, what? Really? And then I wrote, I kind of wrote songs for her in a different way. I mean, we did write songs together, which is where we tried to, but she, she kind of likes to have a partner or two and shoot ideas around and people come up with lines. But I also immediately kind of romantically felt like Bob Dylan or something and wrote a song for her. Uh, you know, at home, which was uh, flying like a fast train. That was the one, and that and it ended up being on this record. I got attached to it pretty quick, <laughs> but she was interested in it. Yeah, we, we did a session like, oh, but it was over the internet. You know, she was mm-hmm. in a studio with Sean Everett, who I love, and and I was <laughs> on the other side of a computer and sending files. Talk about you know having to turn on Pro Tools and be you know. <laughs> It's a disaster. Take, taking all the romance and, and electricity out of a session. We bonded for sure, but it was only ever over the phone and stuff. And I, I never got to be in the studio with her. So I, I hope I get to. Have you done a lot of Have you done a lot of that, though? Because I feel like people. If no. It, I was like, because you are on your own planet in this way where I'm like, I don't know if I'm another artist. I'm not totally sure how that translates to me. No matter how much I like what you're doing. I'm like, can I don't I'm not totally sure how I can work with this you know what i mean yeah no it it's true you gotta feel it out but that's sort of the beauty and also the heart attack of like before it happens you're like how am i gonna do this and then you just feel it out you know sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't and that one with kesha it worked out in one way because me and my daughters became a big fan of certain songs and i was like wow she's from another universe but in another way no did we ever release anything not yet <laughs> but maybe sometime i would love to be in the studio yeah it'll it'll no i'm sure it'll come out eventually something will come out you know how that stuff goes it sits on the hard drive for years you never know uh, I, for some reason when i think of kesha lately i i, I just want to say speaking of pop music my latest pop sensation that i'm totally obsessed with is a uh, charlie xcx i love that new record so much she destroys me that's all I want to say. She's a listener. She's a listener and former guest. Oh wow! Yeah, we love Charlie. We, we yeah. love Charlie as well. I didn't know you were gay, Kurt. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just another one of Charlie's angels. <laughs> so, so why this most recent Charlie album and not all of her other bop after bop discography? I actually didn't know. I saw her name around, but I didn't know the music. And then I saw mm-hmm. that album around. I saw that interesting people were into it, like. 
John Brannon from Negative Approach and other. I don't. I don't know. But they're, really, they're, what? John Brannon from Negative Approach is talking about Charlie XCX. Well, I, I, he seems to be a fan. He seems to be a fan. The cover art sucks you in. Yeah, the yeah. cover art did. Uh, I saw it on the internet first, and the cover art did was like wow. And then the, people were talking about it a lot. But but then I did an in store. I did an in store at Rough Trade East at the end of my mm-hmm. press tour, and there was a giant poster of her on the door of the album and i feel like i started listening a little before then but then by the time mm-hmm. by the time i got there it was all over because you know it was like promotion like it was like i was sucked into it but then it was big but then i don't know it really grew on me and then i heard some of her older songs that i never heard like boom clap and i love that too mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. and i love that song 1999 <laughs> 1999.99 <laughs> I like this for you. This is a little bit of a twist because I don't know. I mean, I guess when you have younger kids, I mean, not that Charlie's that example, but like with younger kids, you're probably exposed. To, you know, you're listening to BTS and shit, stuff that you never expected you would you would have to hear. Yeah. But are they are they putting you on to anything else? Who my kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids. Because uh... look, dad's dad's forcing them to listen to fucking avant garde jazz, and they're probably like, "Dad, can you chill?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to hear this seventy eight RPM third man test pressing. Dad, I'm yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. But like, I, I, I last I'll say is really it's just a new album. It's when you listen to it in headphones, songs like that song "Constant Repeat." Another, I don't know. That just creeps up on you really fast. It's like they don't have just like one chorus. They have multiple like. Mm. different versions of choruses and the production and musicality is mm. distractingly really good like uh like like i'm a junkie or you know for it or something mm. but i haven't listened in a while but i i just thought of it when catch you know you're gonna have to really edit the hell out of this because people are just kids. <laughs> i'm a junkie i'm a junkie for a big hook as well so i'm scratching my arms right now <laughs> i i heard i heard i heard a theory recently i was listening to listening and i heard a theory recently that that the bridge is dying you know like songs are so short now Mm. that the bridge one of the greatest parts of music one of the greatest parts of a song structure in my opinion is being trimming the fat we're trimming the fat but with you you got you know your songs are six minutes so you can do two three bridges it's no problem for you wow that's interesting because i have a theory strong theories about bridges too and that is Mm. that usually it's hard to make a great bridge, and when there's a great bridge, it belongs there. But often, there people are just putting a bridge there that sounds like a different song for a second, just so they can do the chorus one last time. That's yeah. right. That's you know, right. yeah, it's a bridge. No, yeah, it's it's rare when you hear a bridge and you're happy to hear it, and it's like a it's a slight chord change, and you're like, oh, this makes the song better. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Usually, it's just another excuse to add the chorus one more time but it's so hard to do it so people are nowadays like eh, let's not even try yeah i never had an actual i have a few a few times you could have a i have a, had a conventional bridge i guess just by accident but mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's the interesting thing about the charlie because that's why i said it's two courses it's like it's like a different part so it could be a bridge but they're both so catchy you don't mm-hmm. know which is the course of the bridge i don't know that's that, that's what i'm looking for in my music i like catchy shit you know what i mean it keeps our junky brains guessing and excited and, yeah, and exactly ready to lap it up even more yep <laughs> kurt you're you're um like a self-described obsessive person with music is that safe to say yeah 
Yeah. Um, what are what are some kind of non musical obsessions of yours that we might not be aware of? Like Chris is obsessed with watching videos from nineties late night television. I'm obsessed with you know eating a good sandwich or something like that. <laughs> For you, Kurt, what is, what what are those things? Um, where, where do you get really over overly obsessed? Man, okay. Well, I think pretty much anything I get into, like books, you know, like I read the most modern art writer that I can fiction writer that I can think of, the best writer I've ever come across personally, and I know others agree is mm. Dennis Johnson. You know, like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I read Jesus's Son, and then mm-hmm. I just got hooked. Then I'll just read all, you know. All the books. Sure. That's that's how I'm obsessive. This pandemic was very convenient for just sitting around and reading. You know, I that's right. It was my dream, to be honest. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> so I finally caught up on a lot. And but I people like I really respect kept dropping his name. Like um, yeah, that's a. I mean, Jesus Son's a classic. Terry Allen, you know, the mm-hmm. outsider country artist. Uh, he he's a he's superhero of mine, and he he was like the the nail in the coffin of I have to read this because he. I read an interview and he's like, they're like, what are you into reading? He's like, anything by Dennis Johnson. And that was after I kept hearing his name mm-hmm. around a lot. So, What is your relationship to country music? I mean, the gateway drug for me lately, which I mean is like 2015, is that I read the George Jones' autobiography, I Live to Tell It All. And then from there, yeah, it made all the rock biographies i read obsolete because made them all seem like posers because like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh because they just lived it hard and they yeah yeah this isn't true exactly but i liked what chris christopherson said in the country music doc the ken burns he's like oh country music is like uh soul music for white people it's not strictly for white people but like Mm -hmm. more of a you know what i mean sure yeah it's our all those country artists they can usually sing or play around you and they're 10 times more insane than any rock and roller claims to be you know Mm -hmm. you know then you actually listen to the music too but i was brought up on country music just the basics through my dad like bluegrass and you know old-time music like Doc Watson, et cetera, through my dad and just the basics like Hank Williams and Johnny Cash through my dad, you know, because I'm obsessive. Then you just Mm -hmm. you deep dive into all that stuff and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Country music, you know, the land where I where I'm from with all its controversy, it's got this beautiful historic music, you know, that we. Sure, we stole from all along the way, (laughs) but it's still ours, you know, I'll take it. I mean, I kind of feel I think it's an under I mean, as because I'm from the South, I'm from Atlanta. And like as a kid, you're a little bit like I was a little bit like that's like redneck shit. Like I didn't get it because I was into like hardcore and punk. So I was like, this is this is like I don't fuck with this. Well, yeah. And then you get older and you're like, oh, this is pretty fucking good. And these guys were also doing more amphetamine (laughs) than, you know. These guys were on the same shit. These guys they were, living, are, are fucked they were up. living harder and faster than most. Yeah, these guys are fucked up. They're fucking chicks. This is cooler. Exactly. This might be cooler. Exactly. <laughs> like this might actually and they, be cooler. And they don't talk about it. You know, they don't make it their identity. The They're like, yeah. yeah, I have like multiple STDs and I shot someone, but I don't like make it my, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a billboard for it. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of yeah, exactly. uh, classic legendary music, this is something I've been thinking about and noticing lately uh, with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. It was sort of uh, a faux pas to play his music, you know, at a wedding or like they kind of stopped playing. It was a little over. You know, DJs can't play it in the club. Radio stations weren't playing it, you know, things like that. And now 
when I listen to the radio, I hear nonstop Michael Jackson, like as if there was a like a jail sentence, you know, like, all right, you guys, 18 months, and then yeah. somebody flipped a switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and I know and it was like, how, uh, you know, how long do you have to wait before you can start listening to that music again? And, and you know, how much of that is based on, like, how good the music is? I think the key is death. Yeah. De- yeah, death is a big part of it. Maybe you're talking about when that movie came out and maybe they stopped playing them for a minute yeah yeah that's that's what i was talking about yeah, well, you yeah, know yeah. once he once that movie came out and then everyone's like oh maybe this is maybe we shouldn't be or it's it's hard for me to enjoy this uh wonderful music knowing what he has done to these children but then you know three years later they're like okay i'm all i'm all good now i'm ready to boogie <laughs> boogie on down to thriller like is that ever going to happen with like bill cosby or or R. Kelly, like, do you have to be a legacy artist like Michael Jackson to break through and be uncancelable? You know what I mean? Yeah, I did hear R. Kelly at the bar in uh, San-, San Diego on this tour, and I was like, "Wow!" I- well, that's San Diego for you. Yeah, I was about to say. I didn't, I didn't necessarily realize, but it makes sense that he was the one who sang. Let me hear that. Do do. Let me give you that beep beep. <laughs> He did sing that. Um, and I was like, he did sing that. And that is still catchy. Very catchy. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. I think the key, I think the key is, is death, Jason. Honestly, I think the key is death. Like, if you die mm-hmm. and p- people are just kind of like, well, I mean, he's dead. You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, how, how, how much more can we make him suffer? I don't like Michael Jackson enough to listen to. Like, I don't think about Michael Jackson, really. No. Like, it's classic songs, but, like, I don't put that on at my house. You know what I mean? It's it's like a Hanes white t-shirt. Everyone wears it. You don't think about it. Many would beg to differ with that. For sure. But, like, I just, I I don't, that's not the kind of music I'm going to listen to at my house or in my car. No. I I don't know. That's just not what I'm, that's not what I'm reaching for. It's hard with me. I'll be honest, because I just love music, so I don't, definitely don't support (laughs) Uh, so that's that sounds awful of course anything uh you're able to separate the art from the artist because you're such a music lover yeah the song the song mm-hmm. i just listened to the song tarantino and weinstein had a good run you know what i mean stuff like that oh did tarantino get no no, no. <laughs> i'm talking about harvey i'm sure tarantino he's any day now but oh okay oh he was tight with harvey yeah every time you watch a tarantino movie the first thing that comes up you know harvey weinstein is on there and you're like oh yeah harvey weinstein well i think anybody i think anybody that made a movie in 20 years that was successful i think harvey weinstein was involved to mm-hmm. be to be fair at least at least his at least miramax or, or one of the companies you know he worked for at minimum sure. Yeah, of course. Quentin, I mean, Quentin's a certified freak, no question. Mm-hmm. He, he's open with it, though. He lets a little air, it lets a little steam out with those with those feet shots. He's a yeah. He definitely he's paying for feet picks for sure. Kurt, are you on Wiki Feet? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You know exactly what it is, Curtis. Come on. <laughs> don't lie to us. Don't act like you don't know. What you know what is, Wikipedia Curtis. is. Yeah, I know what Wikipedia is, but okay, it's an encyclopedia of words. I know, but you said wiki feet. That's wiki right. Wiki feet is in. I think you might be able to put two and two and two together on what it is. <laughs> is that real? Yeah. Or are you just making no, it up? Of course, of course. You better check. It's, you better check. It's a comprehensive encyclopedia of 
often celebrities, but sometimes some more um, lesser-known individuals. And, and it's their feet? Yeah. A collection of their feet photos, and you can kind of rate and review them, share them with Bare your feet. friends. You better check, because your, your joints might be on there. I don't know what you're working with. You could be on there, is all I'm saying. You have a pretty high profile. Yeah. That word is simultaneously, like, a great, and it it's catchy, also it? is the most worst thing. Most annoying word I ever heard. It makes me feel. It makes me feel insane. Wiki feet. Wiki feet makes me feel insane. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't it make? It's like hot Cheetos. I keep eating them, but I don't like it. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, you should you should check because I you know I, you might be on there. You never know, man. You have Shit. have you ever performed barefoot on stage? No, at one of the stinkier festivals. Not into that. I don't. I'm not into. I'm okay. not into that either. Unless you're a hot chick. I don't think I'll ever do it. But one a couple times, I almost went on stage like in cut off jean shorts. But that's never something. Never <laughs> something you want to do. Well, are you? Do you feel that same way about books, though? Because this is a thing that I've noticed. A lot of people have that same. You know, I like a a battered Telecaster. I got de- jeans with holes in them and stains on them, but they're very uh-huh. protective and particular about their their books and their records. I don't. I try not to mess my records or my books up. Mm-hmm. Books get messed up pretty easily. I do get a little bummed when it's. Bent, but that's all right. I, I like a book that looks like it's been through hell and back. Yeah, that's you know, cool. Run over a couple times by a GMC Jimmy. I get so much out of a book that like I get so obsessed because like yeah, there's the music, and then when you have the book, if it's something you're into, it's like it's it's the Bible. It's a little yeah, more I mean, sacred. You have to be careful because I bet you read in the pool a lot back there, so you don't want to get the you know you don't want <laughs> to splash. No, I you don't, don't want to splash. <laughs> no pool. No pool. No pool here, man. No, no pool. Po- no pool. This ain't no Hollywood handbook. I'm sure. What about infrared? You have an infrared sauna, Kurt. That's where I get my reading done. <laughs> you don't have any of this stuff. I thought. I thought you'd done a publishing deal. What's going on over there? You okay? <laughs> well, I'm not saying I won't have a pool one day. My daughters are super into swimming, actually, but not here in Philly. Yeah, I guess mm. it's tough. Tough in Philly. Yeah, it's. Not. Did you ever live anywhere else? Did you ever live in New York or LA, or have you always been in Philadelphia? Uh, when I, in my early twenties, I lived in Boston for a couple of years, but yeah, we wouldn't have had a pool back then either. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a separate question, but thank you. When, when you, when you do get a pool, what shape will it be in? We go on mm-hmm. Elvis Presley style guitar, maybe mm-hmm. more of a Rick Ross kind of thing where he has different fun shapes. Wow. That's, that's a deep question, man. I, that sounds like something the my girls being my daughters and my wife would decide to be honest so what is it you know what is it like being the only man in the house is that a struggle for you or do you find joy in that i I like it i i guess if i was to have a son i'm sure i'd instantly be attached to him but we never wanted a son i I didn't want to have a kid that i'd have to chase around or play catch with you know or sure like (laughs) i'd rather just take it take it take it easy really (laughs) <laughs> yes. Like that. That's that's the coolest response I could possibly imagine. Okay. So, playing catch, I'm all set. <laughs> I'd rather kind of kick my feet up, have a have a Coors banquet and read a good book. Oh, and and the good old days, yeah. Like Modelo. I actually don't, I don't drink anymore, but I yeah, I was way more interested in doing that than playing any sport whatsoever or having like if if this if it's a real high energy boy, like having to chase, because my daughters were enough to chase around. If I had a boy, I, 
I'll just lose it. You know, there are there are kind of prescription sedatives that you can get if if you got one that's a little too high <laughs> octane. Yeah, and you can also t- um, may- maybe you can get them to be chill just by you being chill. But to some, mm-hmm. I think some boys they're just known to be crazy. He got the devil in him. Well, yeah. did, did you? So did you? <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you just come out of the womb being this chill, or what? Did you ever have a a, a spastic period of your life? Me. I'm not. I mean, sure. This is one side of me to be chill. That's that's my ultimate self. That's what I want to do. But I, I will lose my mind. You know, for sure. sure. Uh, freak out. Uh, <laughs> get stressed. Life is well, not even just my life. Life is stressful. My life is stressful. Yeah. Can be. But I, I'm trying to. You're trying to always do do what you got to do to make it not stressful. Spoken like a true boss. So how much weed are we smoking, or is it minimal? I think he's full straight edge, man. No, no, I'm not full straight edge. <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> Alcohol strangely just caught up to me, and I it never was my necessarily my drug of choice. But somewhere along the way, like 2018, all, all of a sudden I was like, man, I used to I can get all this stuff out of a can of beer, which I used to ch- try to chase as a kid. <laughs> like think I need all kinds of different things, uh, but really it's just because uh, I was uh, addicted, or you know, I was like using it to temporarily take away stress or whatever. You know, I, yeah. I was just sure. And I knew I had to stop. Basically, that's all. We can't look puffy for pitchfork. You know what I mean? You kind of you got to keep <laughs> was, that because because I was a, getting there. Yeah, you're you're a you're a svelte guy. That's part of your appeal. And I, I also want to talk about your <laughs> I want to talk about your your hair. You know what I mean? Because it's really something, bro. And I was just wondering what the what's the routine like? Are you are you washing and conditioning daily, weekly? Is there a hair oil? Like what are we doing to wow. kind of maintain that? You you're asking this question at the and right also time. Also, not a gray in sight. I do have grace, not full on, but I lie to me, Kurt. Lie to me. I, I, I promise I'll believe. Yeah, this is. I mean, I'll tell you. Maybe some will find this interesting, and some will find it boring. But, but you're asking this at the right time. We'll we'll find a way to add color to it. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't that's worry. what we do here on How Long Gone. Don't worry. My youngest sister, Madeline, she's got the best hair in the world, and she recently hmm. just put me on her routine, which is like uh, I'm not going to say exactly what they are, but it's the the brand is Diva Curl. But you have to just wash your hair. <laughs> You have to wash your hair. You're using, you're using Diva Curl, which I'm familiar with. Yeah. It's specifically made for those with curly yeah. hair. Isn't, isn't that, and Diva Curl has a, uh, is a D-E-E-V-A or something? Like it's spelled a little differently, right? I think it's just D-E-V-A, but I, I have to look. Okay, so Madeline puts you on to the Diva Curl. I'll tell you, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, but it's a serious routine. Mm-hmm. She, it was, at first it was so intense. You're going to have to pay for that. At first it was so intense, I was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but... Basically, people with curly hair, they think mm-hmm. they have to put oil in it when really your, 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 your scalp, et cetera, is supposed to produce – your hair is supposed to produce that oil anyway. So anyway, I just mm-hmm. wash my hair once a week with all this stuff and then throughout the week, whenever you take a shower, you don't wet it whatsoever. You got to literally like wear a shower cap and stuff. Wow. <laughs> Things like I that. love the idea of you walking around in a towel and a shower cap. Yeah. That's really something. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's called it's called a body shower. Well, good. And some people have to specify that. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I mean, with, with you, how, so if you were to take your hair out of its pony or its bun, <laughs> is, it, is it going down to the ass crack? Is that no, how long it is? No, it's not. No. It's just past, you know, it's past my shoulders. Okay. Have you ever had a shaved head at any point in your life? Uh, I had a pretty good buzz uh, a few times in my life. <laughs> got a pretty good buzz going? <laughs> yeah. You got a pretty yeah. good buzz going? Yeah. Good one. <laughs> well, Kurt, we're, we're, we're joking. We're laughing. But, you know, a lot of people listen to this show in the, in the skin, beauty, 
mm-hmm. health and wellness world. And there's a good chance that the diva curl people will listen to this and mm-hmm. they'll reach out to your people to send over a care package. Of course, you don't have to post it on Instagram, but it'd be nice if you could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, you know, I've already, yeah, had my people be like, oh, that we, I can ask them and get stuff for you. And I'm like, well, uh, I'm not going to post a commercial, but yeah. they can. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that you've ever done before, Kurt? I'm sure I have, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, I'm not, I don't think this is the point of my career to be like, <laughs> do hair, <laughs> my, <laughs> hair commercials. Well, Kurt, there's never going to be a point in your career where you should be doing that, but you know. The idea of, of scrolling, uh, yeah, hitting hitting your Instagram stories and seeing hashtag ad for Diva Curl is really something that I'm looking forward to, and hopefully one day... <laughs> They can get their money up and kind of make you an offer you can't refuse. You know, we are in an inflation and a recession. We're laughing now, but it might be something that we got to do. Well, I, I do get asked this question uh, enough that even if I just drop their name in interviews, I'm sure I'll be able to get some free stuff because that's just the way it, yeah, the that's way right. it works. I, look, Kurt, I didn't <laughs> think my question was original, but you don't have to tell me you get asked all the time, you asshole. No, okay. no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, he's, he's he gets asked a lot by brands to post. No, but I never nobody asked me in an official podcast. <laughs> oh, like I see. You mean, don't in your, don't worry. you mean in your personal life, people will come. More like fans yeah. for fans. Mm-hmm. Like on Reddit, I was asked on Reddit. Oh, that's good. By fans, oh, that's good. and I did answer. That's mm. good. I think this is cool. I think this is cool for you. Um, nobody asked me that, but I also have a shaved head, so that's kind of part of my problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I do use a nice uh, Crown Affair scalp oil it during good. the summer. Thank you, thank yeah, you we to keep wondering. it kind of moisturized. Yeah, th- Jason, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look good. Thank you. I don't mean to. I don't mean to hijack this and make it about hair as the guy with the least amount of hair on the show. You do look cool with the bust. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Not it's a it, lot of cats can pull it off. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy to pull off. I was trying to look kind of tough. You know what I mean? Like, would you want to see me in a back alley? You know what I mean? No. I, well, speaking of that, I, I was talking to Chris a couple days ago. I've seen a trend on social media with uh, bands posting about their vans getting broken into and all of their shit getting stolen. Is this a is this a thing that you've seen a rise in? Have you seen a rise in indie crime, Kurt? God, I mean... That sounds awful. I, I haven't seen it personally, but uh, it's definitely awful. So you've you've never had that. You've never had a little. Uh, I had a backpack stolen at South by Southwest that did have all my best stuff in it. But I was silly to think I could leave it in the yeah like a shared backstage with a million other bands from all over the world. You know, the this backstage. must have been a long. This must have been a long time ago because we know you ain't sharing a backstage these days. Yeah, that's right. No, that was just. <laughs> This is like 2011. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 2011, different time, bro. We didn't know. Back when South By was South By. Yeah, before they had interactive, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, are, you, are you playing a lot of festivals this summer? Are you going to get to link up in Barcelona, Paris? You know, where are you going? I was really serious FOMO with the Primavera Bar- Barcelona this year. Like everybody I know, yeah. all my friends and just all my favorite modern bands playing it except for me. <laughs> and it's also like the pavement... Pavement, you know, there was... Yeah, the pavement How are you not opening the pavement tour? Is that just they don't have enough money, or what's the deal? Oh, well, because I'm, because I'm headlining my own tour. <laughs> oh, there we go. Big dog. But, That's right. No, but I, I have, I'm planning to see them in Philly, and I'm going to sit in with them. Oh, you are? Oh, nice. What's your, what's your relationship with, with the GOAT, Stephen Malcolmus? Are you guys boys? We are boys now. He, I mean, he was always nice to me. He knew I was a fan since, you know... Early on, yeah. he knew Pavement was my favorite. I signed a Matador 
you know, they were my favorite band as a kid. Mm-hmm. I stay, I still love them, uh, <laughs> but I've seen them enough. I opened for him the first reunion, you know, in Philly, okay. and and uh, he's sat in on stage with us. We sat in with him, but I I've seen him enough now that we're definitely bros. And I. So how does this work? They call. They're like, all right, fam, we're coming to Philly. We need you to show up. Now, you do you bring your own guitar and you just kind of you know they tell you you're playing this song. Walk out. You know, is that the vibe or is there more preparation? No, literally, because I saw that they were playing Primavera. And that looked so good. I was looking at footage, and I was—I literally booked a solo show two years ago just to play Primavera when Pavement was supposed to play. You <laughs> okay. know, and yeah, in Barcelona, sure, sure. just so you wouldn't have to buy a plane ticket. Yeah, I was going to go there all week, like literally just play a solo gig just so I could see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know the pandemic hit. So anyway, I wrote him and I said, "Dude, uh, man, it looks awesome. I was supposed to be there, so bummed, but I'm stoked to see you in October." And I then I. It may, I saw the set list and I saw there was Zurich is stained on there and I, mm-hmm. I I had this old recording of me doing it when I was twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm forty two now, so that's the the yin and the yang with that. And, and I just sent it to him, just be like sort of nostalgic. I was like, this isn't amazing, but it's still kind of cool. I wish I was there. And then he just wrote me back. He's like, want to sing Zurich is stained in Philly? And I said, and I said. I said yeah. Let's so go. I don't know. I Let's maybe go. I'm just singing. It. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever. You. I feel like you. You know, bring a guitar just in case. You never know. You yeah. Know? I like to drop my own D. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Has Has Malcolmus got you out onto the tennis court yet, Kurt? Well, see, that's that would fall in, in my. <laughs> that would require you to do an activity. Things I don't do. You know. <laughs> that's why I don't want a son. Just want to, <laughs> just want to clear that up. All right. Uh, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Vile, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Uh, it was a pleasure, um, and uh, we've, we, we're big fans over here, so it was, it was nice to chat with you. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, this is really fun.